Hey, you scruffy-looking nerf herders. Welcome to Records of the Republic, a podcast where we talk about all things Star Wars, from canon to the EU to Legends content and more. We are your hosts, Wade and Kevin, and we're going to make the jump to light speed as we try to tackle today's topic of conversation with you. Strap yourself in, and don't get cocky, as we embark on this journey together into the Star Wars universe. Hey guys, welcome back to Records of the Republic, episode 41. We are officially a year and a week into this podcasting thing and moving strong. So RFB, you don't have to worry. I think we've got another year in us at least. My name's Wade. Join with me today are my friends Kevin and Alex. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Happy to be here. Doing great. Doing uh, happy great. to have Alex back. Yeah, oh, I know. Long time. We missed out on him last week. First time, long time. <laughs> what? Wait, what were we wanting to talk to him about last week? I don't remember what it was. Which topic? Um, if it was regarding, was it something like specifically we wanted to talk to Alex about? It sounds like you guys no, are so was... off topic that I'm scared to what it could have been about. <laughs> oh, I, I remember. I remember. Alex, how would you solve world peace? Oh, my God. No, 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 no. That was not it. <laughs> I think that was it, man. I think that was. We covered. No, there was something that like we, we wanted. We wanted his thoughts. I don't remember what it was. Good grief. What did, welcome back. What, what did we cover last week? Do we Great remember? No. I, I, I can't remember week to week. What, you two uh, probably I, don't I, remember the Star Wars content. No. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, life's busy when you've got kids, Alex. This is... That's true. This is true. Something you don't have to worry about right now, because I know. I can just very live, easy. Not busy. I can live vicariously Dude, through both of you guys and be perfectly set. Look at our lives as perfect uh, childbirth. Not childbirth. You can be busy uh, uh, what is it called? Kids, what is it called? Um, birth control. <laughs> Our lives are, are good birth control for anyone who does not have a kid. I'm not saying Alex isn't busy, but I'm just saying like Alex is the most organized out of the three of us. You're definitely implying it. You see what I'm saying? No, but I'm saying look look at it. Look at all of the notes we've shared. Look at the documents we've got on Google Drive. Alex is the most organized of the three of us. I, I think Absolutely. that's what I'm trying to say is he's able to remember things better because his mind doesn't bog down with as much crap. That's the, which Man, is we're only a couple minutes in. You and I, I deal got with. to you. That's, this, this is why I bring to the pod organization. You bring the children. I bring the organization. That's right. All right. Well, do you guys have any new Star Wars news to talk about? Anything going on in your lives that you've read, listened to? Um, obviously, we... We somewhat kind of watched a little bit of the Bad Batch, and then we're doing the Force Awakens or the Opinion Awakens tonight. So very excited to to cover the rest of the the movies. But have you guys, you know, abs- absorbed any Star Wars content over the last week outside of the movie and the Bad Batch? I have, and I am one hundred percent genuine when I say this, but. I am all in on Skeleton Crew, at least for this week, and maybe Ooh. only until the rest of this week. But 
to start this week, I was like, you know what? I've had it. No one from the official Star Wars account, no one from any Lucasfilm or Disney account is publicizing, marketing, anything about this show. It's really hush-hush. Let me let me go deep dive. So I did the the leaks, the rumors, the speculation, grabbed the images and whatnot. And that's, I had a fun time doing that, trying to piece things together. Um, I'm actually excited for it, and I really couldn't care less about it as of last year, frankly. Um I was really worried that there might be something behind the fact that there weren't any trailers, you know, publicly released or anything. But, um, you know, I'm just going to let Lucasfilm do as they do. And when it comes out, it comes out. Um, I think the casting is really, really strong. Now I've been looking into it more. Um, And for a moment, I was theorizing, like, you know, will Disney just drop this all at once? Like um, Echo, the Marvel show, um, as if, like, you know, they want to kind of curtail any negative feedback. You know, is that why they're holding back? But I really don't think that's the case anymore. Um, I'm just excited. So that's my Star Wars for the week besides our uh, topic for tonight. Fair enough. Kevin, what about you? Very interesting. Yeah. Um, the only the only Star Wars that I took in, aside from what was directly for this episode, I watched three quarters of the first episode of OG Star Wars, not Star Wars, <laughs> Clone Wars. Oh, um, okay. The cartoon. It's been a long time since I since I watched it. I made the mistake of watching it at night, so that's why I only watched three quarters of it. Mm. Fell asleep, not because it was boring, because I'm old and I get up early in the morning and I go to bed early. Yep. Um. Super interesting. I, it. I was trying to watch it and like really pay attention to it and not just like be entertained by it. You really, they are soldiers there. Like, Obi-Wan, not really cracking many jokes. Like, he is, that he's business. You know what I mean? That, that I thought that was super interesting. And it made me miss, like, the Obi-Wan that we got in uh, the Clone Wars series. I much prefer. Yeah. You get that soldier side, but you also get him cracking jokes and being, being Obi-Wan. Absolutely. But other than that... I haven't really had much time to take in other stuff. What about you, Wade? Uh, yeah, so I have I've, – man, I've done a lot. I've been marching through, like steadily through Clone Wars, um, made it through all of Season 4 start to finish on Monday since I was home with the kids. And then Jeez. it's been like a couple episodes each morning because I get up to feed Lynn right around 4 o'clock in the morning before I go to the gym and go to work. So I'll get up and spend about 40 minutes watching Clone Wars with her while feeding her. So I'll get a couple episodes in. So I think by the end of next week, I may be done with Clone Wars. Um, so that'll be nice to, to have that finished again, and I can move on to... Um, I don't know if they have... I think Revenge of the Sith is technically next. I don't think they have Tales of the Jedi uh, until after that. <coughs> Excuse me. Now... Have you ever watched Clone Wars like like this? Have you ever binged it like this? Oh yeah, absolutely. This this is you like have. this is like my tenth or eleventh time watching it all the way through. I mean, well, I, that's not what I mean. Like in you're watching a lot, sorry, you're taking a lot sorry. in every day. Let me. This is like my sixth or seventh time to like binge it in this format because Clone Wars is awesome. All right, Clone Wars is fantastic. Are you, are you, are you getting anything new out of it that like you haven't gotten before? Or is it kind of just 
this is fun, just like it was before. I mean, there are a lot of episodes that are just kind of fun in between, like, hey, expanding the story, these characters are going. I find myself loving some of these characters all over again. Like, um, when you get into season five, I think it is, you get into the arc with the younglings. So you've got the gathering. So you've got Gunji, who's one of my favorite Jedi. And you've got Hu Yang, who's my favorite droid. So, you know, I'm getting into some of these moments where it's like, oh, that's really endearing. I love these guys. These are some of my favorite characters. And they have ties to other shows and books out there, which is awesome. Um, so I find myself, like, right now, I'm not going into it. Like, I, I think if I were to go into it with the mindset of, I want to get something new out of this, I, I probably would. But I'm not doing that. I'm just watching it yeah. to enjoy it, you know? Just to, to have is it that, on and relive the, the episodes. Is that your favorite arc? Mm, no. I feel like you like the um, the the Pong Krell one. Isn't that a top one? Yeah. Embara is probably uh, – the Embara campaign is probably my favorite arc. I feel – yeah, I think um, you've talked about that, that one or, here or somewhere else. Or the Siege of Mandalore. I mean it's hard It's hard to beat the Siege of Mandalore. Yeah. Um, because that was just – it was so fantastically done, and it was very, very, very clear that it was – you know, where some of the episodes are like, yeah, this is probably more for the kids, more for the adults, you know, that kind of, It was very clear Siege of Mandalore was – aimed just as much if not more for our generation who grew up with the prequels being the big thing you know that was our big star wars um it was geared for us the whole way not that other fans wouldn't enjoy it but that was like 100 percent. oh my gosh this is going to be a tearjerker you could um, i feel like that's a lot of season seven no because you get a lot of the the um uh sisters what are their names alex trace Remind and rafa we were yeah, just you talking a lot about of them right in season seven you yeah. get an intro to the Bad Batch, which is cool, um, but that that arc isn't really as. It's my least favorite Bad Batch per se. arc. <laughs> it's so odd. It, <laughs> it it was it's okay. I mean, it's not bad. Season seven as a whole is good, but really, Siege of Mandalore is Siege of Mandalore like, is so good. Peak. You could retroactively just like you like Disney could retroactively pull Siege of Mandalore and just label it like a mini Clone Wars movie and i think everyone would just carry on perfectly fine you know it's so it seems so elevated even from the rest of that season even the animation yeah um like because i'm pretty sure that i mean we're getting off topic but that siege of mandalore um when it opens on the bridge with anakin and obi-wan like it has i think obi-wan's troops on the bridge and anakin's below the bridge but the animation of the troopers is just so so crisp it looks almost as good as the live action troopers ironically from revenge of the sith right um so yeah that would probably be it but uh that's that's it visually besides the force awakens and kind of like little clips snippets of the bad batch just to kind of refresh my brain um most of it has been audiobook format my gosh i finished the the third second and third i think this week of the Fate of the Jedi books. Oh, so, so, so good. Um, I cannot speak enough praise for these books. They're fantastic. They're wonderful. They're... I, I'm not going to get into... This is what Star Wars sequels should have been. I'm not going to get into that. And RFB kind of... We had a we had a heart-to-heart 
uh, on Sunday because he was worried based on the last episode that I was kind of going off the deep end. Like some of these fans out here are saying, you know, Disney's not my, you know, that's not my star Wars or, you know, Disney Luke's not my Luke and, you know, stuff like that. And I, I, I don't hold that. And I clarified with him. I don't hold that position. Canon is Canon. Like regardless of whether I enjoy the direction that Disney took with the character at the end of the day, I don't own the character. Disney does, you know? And so I have to let them tell whatever story they're going to tell with these characters and try and find enjoyment where I can, even though I may not agree with everything or I may not like all of the creative directions they went. I'm going to try, I'm going to enjoy the things I enjoy about the sequels and the things I don't, you know, you're not going to change my mind on it, but at the end of the day, my opinion does not matter that much. Um, but we had a we had a long heart to heart on that. We we were on the phone for almost two hours. I mean, it that guy can talk. I mean, he will talk. He was worried off. about you. <laughs> he was so not the dude's awesome though. It's like it, it was it was so like I didn't even realize how long we were on the phone until Penny started texting me and she was like, "Hey, are we gonna eat dinner at any point?" And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, two hours have passed by." RFB, I got to go fix dinner. <laughs> like it was, it was just a natural conversation. One of the nicest guys out there. I mean, super, super nice. Um, but anyway, so I finished Fate of the Jedi, and I would very l- much love to see some of these characters from these books included in um, the What If series. I, I think that would be a perfect fit for them. Uh, we've talked about that a little bit, so I won't touch on that all that much. But the what the the Fate of the Jedi. If you guys have not read them. Fantastic books, five out of five, um, just phenomenal so far. And there are six more that I still have to read. Uh, I did start the second of the Hand of Thrawn duology by Timothy Zahn. It's interesting. Um, you can definitely tell, and one of the things I wanted to address tonight that you know I really haven't hadn't realized before all that much, but for a lot of people who who point fingers at Disney and say they they changed what canon is with these books. That's that's simply not the case. Um you know, if if anyone is to have beef with anyone regarding storytelling and and you know, contradicting these books, books contradicting what happened in the movies, it's George Lucas. You got to point fingers at him and blame him and and say, you know, boo George. If you're really going to, to get honorary, I could see an argument being made. You know, if I were the one to create Star Wars, I would not want any books written under the Star Wars title if they were going to contradict with anything I might do. That's just me personally. George did not do it that way, and I don't necessarily blame him. You get a lot of money from a lot of these books that are written. But I don't know that I would have allowed people to write books. Um, that might contradict with how I may end up doing movies down the road. Or I would try and make my movies fit with the books so that everything kind of fits together and is congruent. Um, like the big thing that you'll notice if you ever read the duology or you know the Heir to the Empire trilogy, the whole idea of clones and clone wars and how they were used and everything, totally different in the EU you know, compared to what we got in Attack of the Clones entirely different um so you know the the discrepancies there don't start with disney the discrepancies go back to george lucas himself 
So take it up with him. Stop pointing fingers and blaming Disney. I don't agree with that. I don't think that I think that he was always very clear that there was his story and then everything else was was separate. So I don't think that he ever insinuated that the the EU was any type of canon. Right. I'm not saying that he did. What I'm saying is these people come in and a lot of people when Disney took over and went this completely different direction with the sequels, a lot of people, you know, pointed fingers and blamed Disney for doing stuff just entirely different, contradicting stuff that already existed and then like throwing the EU to the side. Like there were a lot of conversations happening where Star Wars fans were like, ah, Disney's just trashing on the EU and just throwing it away entirely. But ultimately Disney didn't do anything that George didn't do himself. That's what I'm trying to say is George made movies that contradicted these books. And George ultimately is the, the ultimate authority of Star Wars. Like, there's no question That's a about huge it. chunk of what my argument was last week. Well, Kevin, I have grown, okay? I, I've had some reflection time this week. I, I still think... I don't think it's George's fault. I think people had unrealistic and unfair expectations. But you also have to... What, what I was trying to get at last week, I think we were talking past each other rather than, like, actually conflicting with one another. Because what I was saying is Disney had an opportunity to take some of these awesome characters and write them into the storyline. Not necessarily use the storylines themselves, but, you know, Jaina and Jason Solo, Anakin Solo, Ben, you know, Skywalker, Mara Jade, they had the opportunity to use these characters and kind of try and bridge that gap between the EU and, and canon to an extent for fans. But they chose not to. And so what I was saying is I hope they do it with What If, because that will at least, like, help maybe try and mend that a little bit. Um, that that rift, yeah. But I, I think that they've. Are, I think that it's reasonable to think that they might do that because they've already started to do that to some degree, right? So that's all I was saying. Is but I, I, I'm saying now specifically, if anyone has beef with anything, stop pointing fingers and blaming Disney. I, I'm I'm tired of tired of that. Well, an interesting, an interesting. Um thing we should explore in a future episode for sure is the old clone wars multimedia project you know that's kind of a a case study of what we're talking about right now because you know don't forget we've talked about the 2d clone wars show this episode um Mm -hmm. but wade you and i've talked about it in the past for its 20th anniversary but that was a 2003 to 2005 show and then right after revenge of the sith is done you know all of a sudden the wheels get turning on a new clone wars that you know, may blend with the first Clone Wars. And then, you know, the movie drops and immediately it doesn't. And I think beforehand it was very much out that it wasn't going to be totally um, jiving with the 2D series and let alone the books. I mean, that the Clone Wars TCW was almost a pre-Disney acquisition, you know, erasure is too harsh for a word, but kind of like an erasure of, you know, all those old books, all the young adult scholastic right. books, all of that former prequel era EU content from like 99 to 05 was kind of wiped away for the clone wars. Um, but yeah. we should get into that. We'll, we'll study up for the, the listeners and we'll do a whole topic for sure. What a tease. Um, that said, go ahead. No, 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 no. Were go ahead, say go ahead. something? No, I was okay. saying, like, what, what a tease by um, us for that. Yeah. 
Um, question of the week for you guys. Who is more important to Star Wars uh, overall? Max Rebo or Cad Bane? Wait, I straight up thought you were about to say, like, Luke or Anakin. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know what the answer is. Let me say that. <laughs> now, this is, a, this is a personal conflict I have right now, and I need your guys' help settling this debate within my heart. And I'll explain why afterwards. I mean, I'm going Max Rebo for the silly reason of um, we get him in Book of Boba Fett. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Max Rebo legitimately. He's in Book it of is. Boba Fett. Yeah, he um, he survived the sail barge. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's my pick. Another sail barge survivor. Him and Bib. Kevin, what's your Yeah, name? that's my pick too. Really? The music, mus- the music is more important to Star Wars than Cad Bane is. Music over murder. All right. Okay, so now you you guys want to know the real reason I'm asking you this? Yes. I am I, I went to Walmart today and picked up both of these guys on sale. They were Rebo. on clearance. I've got a Max Rebo nice. and a Cad Bane uh, Funko. They were both super cheap, like a couple bucks each. And I was like, ah, these would look great on the shelves. But I only have room for one of them to be boxed, and the other one I'll have to unbox. So I needed to know which one was more important to keep in the box, and Max Rebo stays in the box. Well, what? Amen. I, I, whoa, so I think we're disagreeing. I'm saying you should take him out. No. The more important one, the more important character stays in the box. The less important characters come out of the box. I'm just That's saying. That's like gotta, between, gotta... between Grand Inquisitor and Rava, I took Rava out. And kept Grand Inquisitor in the box. You got both turn on display. That Not only you sent me, you sent me Reva. Unless you got another one. I must have had another one. Oh, I sent you an individual one, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. See, I had a multi pack. Hmm. I had a Kenobi multi pack that I got. Yeah. Didn't didn't somebody send it to you? And you were like, I only want the Vader. So you sent me. You sent me Obi Wan. You sent me. Didn't um, I send that to Reva? You? I think you might have. <laughs> well, maybe I bought a Reva by its by itself when it was on sale. Then all I yeah, know is right there. Well, I have one too, and she's standing on top of the Grand Inquisitor box. Maybe that's why you sent it to me because you already had one. Oh, that's possible. I didn't think about. It. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> well, that five pack Kenobi Funko Pop set that I picked up, I picked up for like twenty bucks. Oh, so, so you got that from Walmart then? Because that was the Walmart uh-huh. exclusive. Yep, and it was on sale for twenty because they were they just had a surplus of them and they needed to get rid of them. So they had a couple on sale for twenty, and I said, "Yeah, absolutely, I'm going to buy that." Um, so, but that that's what I really needed help with. Now I also got my I finally got my pre ordered uh, Balin skull. Uh, Funko nice. with the Black really, Series really cool. figure. So that's going on the shelf. I've got a spot already dedicated for that with his Black Series figure, but I wasn't sure what to do with Max Rebo and Cad Bane. So. Do we want to have the discussion of who's more important to Star Wars between Anakin and Luke? Maybe at some point. I don't think we have time for that one tonight. <laughs> I have an answer. Alright, I'll save it. I'll save it, but I have an answer. We'll make it that... may not be what you think. We'll, we'll make that... Uh, uh, maybe even a main topic night, 
you know, duke it out kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I want to hear what RFP thinks about that, too. I bet he's got some good thoughts. Oh, I'm sure he does. He's always got good thoughts. He's got long thoughts and good thoughts. And you know who else? Shout out Shout out to my buddy, Neil. He commented on our Facebook post today. Heck, yeah. Um, he's, always, he's, always got, he's always got some good insight for stuff, so I want to know what he thinks, too. Speaking of which, guys, we are now on Facebook. So if you guys want to join our Facebook group, just look up Records of the Republic, and one of us will add you. All right, moving into the main topic tonight, guys. We are doing The Force Awakens review, or The Opinion Awakens. The Force Opinions? No, it's The Opinion Awakens. I think that's right. the that's the way we should yep. announce mm-hmm. that. So we are talking about the movie, The Force Awakens, Episode 7, in the the lineup, I guess is, is how you would say that. This is the first one we've done in... When was the last time we did a, a movie review rating? I mean, it's been a while. Uh, it was it's been a couple months. It was before Alex. It was before he joined us. Yeah, I think it was like it must have been like October or something when we did because yeah. you started doing all the packing and moving stuff around yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while. We haven't touched on and on any of these ratings in a while. Um, excited to get these done. We've got the Force Awakens tonight, um, Last Jedi next week, and then Rise of Skywalker all leading up into season three of the Bad Batch, which is super exciting. But tonight. It's about The Force Awakens. I gotta say, I'm glad that there was a bit of time between uh, Return of the Jedi and now, because I feel ready to do the sequel trilogy. Like, I feel open, feel like I can watch these movies and really, really enjoy them, and maybe even become a sequel guy. Honestly, in part because of the things that Alex has said over the last few months on on the show. He's converted us. Uh-huh. It's opened my eyes a little bit to a different perspective. We're open-minded wow. now. You haven't indicated that. You're very still – you feel how you feel. Yeah, man. it hasn't worked yet on Wade. Hey, I've yeah. got a good rating for this movie, in all fairness. Yeah, but you've always loved The Force Awakens. This, yeah. We'll have to see how you scored, scored Kevin, The Last Jedi. For those of you guys who are joining us later on in our, our journey in Records of the Republic, uh, in the very first episode, Kevin and I talked about kind of how we met and how we found out we were Star Wars fans. And our first big, big experience to get to enjoy together – was going on that Thursday night midnight premiere of The Force Awakens and going, you know, we stood in line um, because at the time, the theater we went to in Wake Forest didn't have assigned seating, if you remember. Mm. So we went, we got there at like, what, seven, six or seven, something like that. I mean, we we waited hours in line um, so that we could have a decent seat. We could choose the seat we wanted. Um, But this was our... We got fantastic seats. Make and out Kevin, row. Did you? <laughs> did you? Was this your first movie experience with Star Wars in theaters? <laughs> um, I had seen Revenge of the Sith when I was really, really little. Okay, but I have no memory of it. Okay, I just so it was the first it one you remember and were able to really enjoy. Right. This was my first experience altogether, and holy crap, Kevin and I went through the motions. I mean, uh. Opening crawl, we both started crying. Then you get through everything, and we're like getting excited. We're 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 pretty much copying everything that the audience is doing. Anytime there's an, a general audience reaction, we're right there. I mean, Without and then the experience. yeah, <laughs> and then uh, uh, Han got stabbed, and we cried. 
So you spoiled that for me. Do you remember that? That's I did not mean to, but that one of our college mates um, from Brazil, if you remember, he shared it on Facebook because he had never seen any of the Star Wars movies, and he it, like people were posting all over the place. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Yada yada yada. Don't you know? No leaks. Nothing of that. And he didn't know anything about Star Wars, so he was just sharing things, trying to troll people not realizing that sharing the photo of Han getting stabbed was actually so that what a loser was, move man yeah that's rough but again he didn't trying to troll people yeah yeah it was a it was a bad decision but i forgive him you would think you would think that going on opening night you're clear like you you're not going to there's you no risk be. of spoilers yeah you should be um but anyway we still cried at it. At least I cried. Yeah, and you know what's funny about that? No, I did too. What was funny about that wait is we weren't on the level that we're on right now, so it was like trying we're trying to hide it from each other. Yes. Yes. Like we were friends, we, but we were we were like that quiet, like like yeah. just just slight sniffling, trying to be like, No, this is you're sinking into the chair. Yeah. Lower and lower. Yeah. Yep. If it happened today, we would like be hugging each other while we tried. <laughs> yeah, I'm patting him on the back, going, "Kevin, it's okay, yeah. man. It's okay. Me too. We still have the other three. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Solo exists, man. Um, but yeah, so awesome experience. So that that's really where the friendship started blossoming from, and then from that point on, it was it's all history. Um, so we're you we're shared gonna... something with me the other night. Um, that picture, you should talk about that picture behind you, the Force Awakens one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had picked this up. Um, when I lived in Arizona, there was a, a local chain on the West Coast called Zia Records. And essentially, they were like a record store and pop culture store. So they had like Funko Pops and collectible posters and signage and wall decor and then like vinyl records, CDs, DVDs, VHSs, all kinds of stuff, you know, figurines of different types. All kinds of cool pop culture, you know, uh, collectibles. And I happened to be in the Zia with Penny, and I saw that. And so it's this, just this Force Awakens uh, memorabilia framed photo and plaque. And I forget what it says. I think it's got a quote and some details about the movie. And then it's got like a little, uh, it's got the movie poster above and then a little still shot of one of the scenes to the side. And I picked it up. Because and it's actually the only Star Wars uh, framed anything I have on my walls, other than uh, Mandalorian poster I picked up a little while ago. But I picked this up because when I saw it, it made me think of Kevin and made me think, man, this is where like our friendship blossomed from. This is this is what started it um, on the journey it's it's been on since then. I was like, yeah, I got to, you know, Force Awakens just holds a very special place in my heart. Um, so it was super cool to, to pick that up. But, all right. All that mushy, gushy nonsense aside, let's get into our ratings, guys. Let's do so it. So we've got five categories just to break it down again since we haven't done this in a while. Five different categories. Uh, characters, music, effects, plot, and overall entertainment. All categories are scored out of five stars for a grand total potential score of 25 stars. First category, characters. 
Kevin, what did you give the the Force Awakens? What rating did you give it for their characters? I gave a four point one out of five. Okay. Um, I think that this is all mostly new characters. I mean, obviously we had the original three, you know, in their roles in the movie, but um, the new characters I thought were really interesting, and I think that this original movie four all of them. I'm just saying, Chewbacca counts. Yeah, but you know how I feel about this. It, he does count, but to me, it's the the trio. I anyways am ashamed. I believe I have the floor. Okay, continue. Um, <laughs> I think this for the new characters, it's them at their best. Um, Finn is as good as he gets. Ray is arguably as good as she gets. I mean, I you, I understand. I, I think she. I think Ray stays pretty steady, honestly, throughout the the three movies. I think she's as interesting. Um, Poe is awesome. I think he's at his best. And Kylo. I mean, Kylo, I feel the same way about Ray. I think that he's pretty steady throughout all three, but um, I think that the new characters were super interesting. You have some of the more minor characters like Laura Santeca um, that are, I mean, he's a character that you just want more of. And I'm glad that we've gotten a little bit more, but yeah, I think that, I think that we had a strong showing of characters in this one. Alex, what scoring did you give for characters? So I went five out of five on this one. Um, I just, I love these characters and it's funny because I agree with Kevin. It's a great outing for the original three, four, five or six OG characters, however many you want to name. Um, But every time I've thought about this movie this week, I just keep thinking of like the whole cadre of new characters, Um, Ray, Finn, Poe, um, Snoke, uh, Hux, Kylo. And, you know, we've been chatting a little bit off the podcast about how for a lot of those characters I just named, this movie was their best outing, um, which again, isn't unlike what Kevin just said as well. So um, I really love these characters. Um, I really agree with what Kevin said, especially about Finn, where this was probably our best outing with Finn um, of all the new characters that were introduced and probably Hux as well. Hux kind of is really diminished in the following two movies. So I would say this movie, I might be spoiling what I'm about to say for the next two movies, but this is probably the highest I'll be on characters um, for the sequel trilogy, five out of five. Yeah. Okay. All right. I gave it a four out of five, which I still think is a pretty, pretty generous score. Um, considering my only, I've only got really one complaint about the characters. Um, Poe is fantastic. I, I think Poe was, if anything, out of the three main characters, Poe was the highlight in all three films. Out of the three main good characters. Poe was consistently funny. He was consistently this hotshot pilot um, who was arrogant. He, you know, thought he could take on the world. Um, you know, that's just, that's who Poe was. And he was consistent through all three. He was consistently funny. Um, so he was a fantastic character. This is definitely Finn's best showing. Um, I agree with you guys on that. He was at his top, and that's not a knock against John Boyega. I think that's just a knock with... Not at all kind of the the direction that the next couple films took his character and it just felt like his character was kind of left by the wayside um but finn was fantastic in this movie um ray 
was great. I loved Ray. Daisy Ridley did a fantastic job uh, portraying her throughout. Um, I thought her interactions with Finn were were humorous and and she was also serious at times when she needed to be serious. Um, you know, I think she did a great job. The only uh, I, also I wanted to say, you know, characters like Lor Santeca, fantastic. He was great, even though we got a little bit of him. Uh, Maz Kanata, very intriguing character, got a little bit of her. Um, in this movie, I thought she was used extremely well. Um, still a little iffy on the, you know, the whole cop out with the, how did you get this lightsaber? That's a good story for another time. It's a cop out because we still haven't, to my knowledge, gotten that story. Um, unless it was mentioned good. in the comic or anything like that. Like I haven't, I haven't read anything about it. I'm going to look into it. Um, but I, I would like to know exactly how she got the lightsaber. Um, so, but that's not really a character issue. I think that's more of a plot issue. So, not really judging that here. The only thing I have issue with the characters, and then Kylo, I meant to say. Kylo is fantastic. Snoke at this point is fantastic. Um, you know, we don't know. At this point, everyone's speculating as to who Snoke is. Is he an original character altogether? Is he Palps? Is he, you know, Mace Windu? Like, there were all kinds of wild speculations as to who Snoke was. And there were a lot of good theories. Like, you listen to the music that's played in the background when Pal- or when Snoke was talking, connections to Palpatine. You know, so there was a lot of a lot of cool theories out there. It, it, Snoke was a very intriguing character at this point in the sequel trilogy. Um, Hux... He was kind of corny. I didn't really like the whole, you know, Nazi-esque speech and him like like the spittle when he's like yelling and screaming. I, I, I didn't I wasn't a huge fan of it, but it didn't take away from any enjoyment with the film. I just don't think Hux is a uh, I, Hux, ironically, I think is a much better character in the next movie, <laughs> specifically in the opening scene. I, I just yeah. but that speaks more to Poe than anything. Um, the only issue I had with characters was the lightsaber battle between Ray and Kylo. That that was the only one I had issue with. Um, I don't think with the amount of training that he had and the lack of training she had um, that she would have lasted that long. Nonetheless, you know, hit him three times without getting hit herself and basically disabled him from being able to continue the fight. I, I just but is that are these entertainment you know, quirks or character quirks? I think they're character quirks. I, I'm putting them under character. Because I, I don't think... I think it speaks to the character development in the film. I don't think the character Ray showed the kind of development that would lead her to be able to hold her own. I think it was it's kind of a, a plot hole to an extent. So, I mean, and what you'll realize, Alex, is a lot of these answers that we give sometimes when we're critiquing could technically be put in a lot of different categories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's always a chance that it may overlap somewhere or it may affect a different scoring somewhere else. For me, I looked at it as character development. I don't see the the character of Ray being able to to fight Kylo at the and I get her her fighting wasn't necessarily the greatest. Um, but I have a question for you, Wade. Yes. Do you think that he was trying to dominate her? Or do you think that he was just trying to hold, like, keep the fight going until she's tired so that he can have that conversation that he had with her at the end where he's like, I can train you? I don't and think originally. I don't think, the first of all, the God Mode thing is still an issue for me. But Not to me. I don't think 
he's trying to draw it out initially. Like, I think he his goal is to get the lightsaber. I, sure. I think that's his goal at the end. I'm not I'm not seeing that. I see that, you know, join me and I could teach you the ways. That's a typical dark side Sith line to to get them off balance, to get them to kind of reconsider what they're doing. That I, I think it's a tactic more than it is anything else. But I think that he was interested in her even before the fight. Like I he think, knew what he was dealing with. I think there might have been some intrigue, but I think his focus is primarily on Snoke and the First Order and like going all that direction. I don't think he's he's looking for someone to train or, or, or pour into at that point. I think he sees a lightsaber that belongs to his family legacy. He believes it should be his, and he's doing whatever he can to get that lightsaber. That's that's just how I see it. I'm not saying that's necessarily what was intended, or that that's just how I I'm looking at it, and from what I'm seeing. But but again, this was a very minor thing in the overall grand scheme of the movie. I still love Ray's character. I love Kylo's character. Um, I, I think the movie was very well done, and that's why they're getting a four out of five instead of like a two or three out of five. Um, this was the only thing character wise that I was not the biggest fan of. Everything else. Totally cool with. Except Han dying. I wasn't a fan of that. I get why they did it, but not a fan. I do have to chime in with Dylan's take. Uh, Absolutely. Dylan, he gave it a 3.25 out of 5. So again, these are the characters. Um, Mm. Dylan said, while there are cool characters like Poe, Finn, Rey, Kylo, Snoke, and faves like Han, Leia, and Chewie, the characters fall somewhat flat in certain areas. I left this movie caring about Finn and his story development and wanting to know more about Ray and Kylo. So again, that was three and a quarter out of five. Okay. Yeah. It's a little, little low, yeah. but I think his, his reasoning is fair. That um, for what it's worth, based on our rankings, that brings our overall cumulative records rating to 4.1 for characters. Coincidentally, I think that's Kevin's rating. Look at that, Kevin. Sure Spot is. On. Spot on. The ombudsman of the podcast. All right, moving on to music. Alex, I'm going to start with you this time. What did you give Force Awakens for music? Oh, all right, awesome. Um, I gave this one a four out of five. Um, And not for any particular reason. I actually was pulling some notes before we hopped on to record. Um, You know, this soundtrack is actually over an hour long, which I thought was pretty impressive. Um, There's like 15 different tracks to it. You know, just when I thought Ray had one theme, I realized there's kind of like two and a half different Ray themes happening at the same time. Um, so I, I, there was definitely some hits. Uh, Kylo's theme, Ray's theme for me, um, the general First Order theme, I was really, really into. Um, I know some people really like the Resistance theme, but that doesn't do a lot for me personally. Um, so for as many that really like, pop there just are a couple that are great but you know the i think the standard for star wars music is really really high you know set none other by the same composer doing this movie so yeah um i rolled with a four out of five it's a fair rating kevin what did you give music i gave it a 4.8 out of five Mm. um this is one of my favorite soundtracks of the entire saga um the only reason I didn't go with a five here is because I think it lacks that like main song, like other movies you've got battle of heroes. You've got, I mean, revenge of the Sith has several signature tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, you've Duel got, of the Fates. 
Duel of the Fates for Phantom Menace. I mean, even Attack of the Clones. You, I don't remember. I think it's Across the Stars, the one that plays whenever Anakin and Padme are, are together. Um, I don't feel like this movie really has that. I think that they tried to do it with Ray's theme, and I love Ray's theme. I think it's a very beautiful track, but I don't think that it, it has the same like. When I think when I think The Force Awakens, I don't think of any one particular song. Whereas sure. other movies have that. Yeah, Empire Strikes out. Back, of course, has Imperial March. Mm-hmm. Um, A New Hope has, uh, what's it called? It's the one when Luke, the Force theme. Um, and then Jedi. I don't actually know if I if I can think of a signature track from that song. Um, but for this movie, I do love the music. There's, yep. they're all they're all consistently great. I mean, the song that's playing in Maz's castle is one of my favorite songs. I think it's so <laughs> catchy. Like it's right. It's up there very with catchy. I don't know a single word, but I can hear it in my head, and I'm like yeah. bopping along with it because it's fun. It's the Soldier's Cantina Band. I have a little bit of trivia regarding that in particular that I prepared because I had a okay. feeling that you were going to be into that. Um, none other. Yeah. I had a feeling I felt it. I just had, I felt it in the force. Um, so that wasn't done by John Williams. Hmm. Did you know that? Nope. It doesn't surprise me, but I did not know that. Yeah. So there are two different songs that play, um, in and around like the Maz Kanata sequences, like her castle and all one called Jabba flow and another called Dobra Dumpra, and they are composed by none other than Lin-Manuel Miranda and J.J. Abrams. No kidding. Indeed. Interesting. That's dope. Well, they nailed it. But yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Pretty interesting. Well, I I gave music a 5 out of 5. Um, I agree... I agree, Kevin, that it didn't have that that standout song. But for me, like, I don't need that standout song for the music to be perfect. I think, like, when I when I listen to it, I want to feel like I'm in the movie and like the music, you know, maybe would be going on in my head, whatever. Like, I I just as long as it fits and feels natural and like it belongs, I'm all there. And it, it, the whole way through, there wasn't a single piece of music that I was like, ah, that didn't really speak to me or anything like that. Like, it just, it flowed from one track to another in different scenes. And so, yeah. it, 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 I, I literally could not say more that it, the music was absolutely perfect. There was a good balance of old with new, you know, with mixing things like the Millennium Falcon theme um and doing new things like Ray's theme you know there there's just so much goodness going on with the music there that it it invoked a lot of feelings of nostalgia but also excitement for what's to come so i gave it a a perfect spot on five out of five love it it's the only soundtrack that i have on physical media really yeah i did not know i got the target version when it came out and it came with a couple concept art pieces that I really wish I kept. I don't. I don't know where they ended up, but uh, I, I don't think I have them anymore. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Are we ready for Dylan's input? Yes. So coming off of your feedback, Wade, I think this is especially ironic. Dylan says, "Good music, but otherwise not memorable music that I go back to." 
I would argue my critique of the music is based off of John Williams's work on the prequels, but that seems like a good baseline. And his rating was 3.5 out of 5. Mm, Dylan's being very harsh on this. Maybe I know what it is. Kevin, I know what it is. Down. We didn't invite Dylan to go see the premiere with us. That's it. That's that's why he's being so he's like, dude, I, I, I didn't get to go. Hates, hates the movie. <laughs> Um, Alex, I don't know if I've told you this, but Kevin and I went to college with Dylan as well. Um, so that's, that's we were all, (laughs) we were all friends at that time and we didn't invite Dylan. (laughs) Oh, that explains it. That's why he hates this movie. (laughs) All right. Moving on to effects. I'll actually lead this one off. Uh, I gave it a perfect five out of five again. There was not a single moment in the whole movie where I watched something and I was like, that doesn't look real. That looks out of place. Not a single moment. The CGI was flawless. The The effects were beautiful. Um, I loved, you know, we got some new sounds like Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Oh, gosh, that's so cool. It's so different with like the cracked crystal and the way it sounds and kind of looks when it's lit up. Super, super cool. And some of the blaster bolts and, and, you know, the the blasters that they're using have different sounds. And it was just. And then my favorite scene was Poe flying in to. Is it Taco Donna? Is that where Maz's castle is? Yeah. Man, when he's flying in with the resistance uh, X-Wings. And I mean, he's just cruising along the water, man. I'm thinking like, this is like classic fighter pilot stuff. I'm thinking like Top Gun. I mean, it's bringing all these cool images in my head of like, oh, this guy is, he he's in it. Like he is locked in, loaded, ready to go. And then you see the scene where he's like blowing TIE fighter after TIE fighter after TIE fighter out of the sky. And it looks so flawless. Everything about it looked perfect. There wasn't a single thing that stood out, in my opinion, with the effects. So even like the the opening the opening scenes where you know he fires the shots at Kylo and like Kylo freezes the the blaster bolt in midair and it's just kind of the way it's kind of sitting there hovering, vibrating in and you know, as Poe walks by, he's like staring. Ah, it's just so cool. Like every everything about the effects. Solid. Five out of five. What did you say, Alex? Five out of five. Nothing to add. Five out yep. of five. Yep. No, <laughs> um, so I, I have one. I have one note that I that I want to make. Okay. There's that one scene when Starkiller Base is charging up, and you mm. see the star coming into the planet. I think that looks right. terrible. Like that looks like a science textbook. Like. The planet is so close to the star. It just, it looks ridiculous. But other than that, I think it was perfect. See, I, that, that didn't even bother me. I I don't even, it looks, it doesn't look real. I'll have to go back and rewatch it. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause it doesn't, there's no specific scene that stands out to me in terms of what you're referencing. Yeah. So I'll have to go quick. I'll have to go back and rewatch it. Yeah. What was Dylan's score? One out of five. (laughs) <laughs> Dylan, uh, the opposite. Uh, four out of five. A great CGI okay. presence, he notes. Not perfect, but things felt crisp, and it seemed like they put thought into how they use CGI and didn't just throw it in willy-nilly. That's fair. Yeah, I think uh, you know they did use some practical effects when it was, you know, 
practical. Um, so definitely, definitely a, a fair rating and much more encouraging than his previous ratings. So indeed, we're we're moving in we're we're moving in the right direction. This one might might throw him for a loop though. Uh, all right, moving on to plot. This is a fun one, Kevin. What did what did you give plot for Force I Awakens? Plot a three point one out of five. Um, very very good plot, but um, some of the critique is valid. I don't think it's as recycled as, as people say. I think the first half of the movie is pretty original. Um, however, the second half that's when it gets into like I've seen this before. Um, but it's still very enjoyable. It's a, it's a fun movie. I just want to point out Orphan on Desert Planet escapes Desert Planet on Millennium Falcon is not, I'm not original. Saying it's, I'm not saying it's zero, but it's the first half of the movie is way less recycled than the second half. Alex, what's your score? Well, you'll learn that I don't disagree. So I went with um, a 3.5. So I actually put some thought into this before we got on to record. Um, And I think what is like years ago, I would have rated it higher. Like I almost wanted to change my rating. I had my ratings days ago and I almost changed it from 3.5 to 4. But I think the further away we get from 2015 is just the more and more similar it seems to um, a new hope, you know, and it's, that's not a new critique, but, um, yep. you know, I don't feel the same way about the Phantom Menace. And at one point in time, I did think the Phantom Menace was similar to a new hope, but where these two films like diverge in that respect is at least the Phantom Menace, like starts a whole new visual language for star yep. Wars. Like it looks incredibly different. So the plot beats might be similar, but it's just, not similar visually to me. Whereas in the force awakens, when the plot beats are similar, it also looks similar. Yeah. I I gave it a, unfortunately a two out of five. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was very critical of the plot. Um, I love the new characters. Absolutely love them. And I love seeing the old characters and seeing them mix together and, and kind of blend together. Well, I love some of the lines between them, you know, when Ray and and Finn are kind of talking about Han Solo, you know, they meet Han and Chewie and they're like Han Solo, the rebellion hero. No, the smuggler. And, and then they start talking about Luke and he's real and the force is real and all that, you know, like I love, I loved all the interactions and stuff. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know. It felt, I remember when I was in the movie watching it, I was much more excited about it just because it was the, a, the first star Wars movie I ever got to see in theaters. Um, and B the whole retro thing didn't really bother me all that much just because, you know, at that point it was star Wars. It was the newest star Wars we'd gotten. It's the first movie we'd gotten since I was a kid. Super, super excited about it. Um, I just, I, I could not looking back on it now and watching it. It's an, it's a new hope, you know, the, the similarities are just, too too much too much there really i mean between having you know ray on the desert planet escaping in the uh, millennium falcon um you've got star killer base destroys the new republic death star destroys alderaan before they both target the uh, you know uh new republic or the resistance slash rebel base um as their next target 
you know, Starkiller base is a, a larger, bigger, badder Death Star, and we've already gotten two of those. So, you know, there are some things in it where it's like, this is this is kind of a repeat, you know, uh, the Millennium Falcon has to land on Starkiller base slash Death Star to rescue the the damsel in distress. I mean, the similarity, it, it's 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 a spitting image of A New Hope in a lot of ways. And so there really wasn't, now, I love the new characters, and I love, you know, there's a part of me that loves the fact that they were honoring the original Star Wars movie with it. But at the same time, like, I, I, I can't justify spending a bunch of money on these movie tickets to go see a modern day New Hope, you know? looking back on it now i'm a i'm a dedicated star wars fan i'm gonna go see it in theaters regardless but it's like if i'm gonna go spend money on this as as a consumer i don't want to go and rewatch a movie i've already seen you know i want to see something new and really all you gave me was new characters in that regard and some new music i mean even i mean god even the ships for both the first order and the the resistance were pretty much the same you got x-wings and tie fighters I mean, you got larger Star Destroyers. X-Wings had a blue stripe. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Pose was black and orange. And it's so, I mean, had a red stripe. Ah, that's right. So, I mean, yeah, they, I get pilots. what you're saying. But that that's that's my thing with the plot. I still enjoyed the movie, but plot was poor. I don't think there was anything encouraging about the plot in terms of, you know, bringing a fresh take on anything. Um, that's just me. What did Dylan say? Um, Dylan was very much in league with you. Um, he said, Alexa, play episode four with a few new characters and minor changes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dylan, thank That's you good. for summarizing that in, in just good. a few words. All right. Uh, moving on to overall entertainment and then our final scores that will come out of that. Kevin, what did you give the overall entertainment value for the movie? I gave it a four out of five. Um, four out of five. This okay. This movie, yeah, this movie is Star Wars. Yep. Uh, it has many, like, even even small things, like a random shot of stormtroopers running, you know, down a hallway. That's Star Wars. Like, my son will pretend to be a stormtrooper and just run around a corner. Yeah. That's it. That's all he does. Um, of all the sequel movies, this one felt the most... I get it, the plot, very similar to the old ones, but outside of that, the cinematography, the way things look, sound, it was Star Wars, it was entertaining, mm-hmm. very funny. Um, the dialogue was, was among the best of the, yes. the saga in this movie. Absolutely. Um, so I gave it a 4 out of 5, which brings it to a total of 21 out of 25, which I think is higher than I thought it was going to be. It's a healthy, respectable score. No question about it. Yeah. Anytime you get that that score that starts with a two, that, that's a pretty good score in my opinion. Alex, what was your uh, overall entertainment and what did it bring the total to? Overall, four out of five as well. Um, same notes really as Kevin. I went in with pretty fair expectations and they were blown away. Um, so my overall was 21 out of 25. Nice. Um, I gave Same overall Kevin, four actually. out of five. Yeah, yours is mm-hmm. spot on with Kevin's. Um, I gave it a four out of five. Uh, 
can't say can't really add much to that to what you guys have said. I mean, it was a good movie. It was Star Wars. Yeah. It felt Star Wars the whole way through. It was enjoyable. The action, the humor, um, the serious moments, the nostalgia. It was all there. Everything that I would want from a Star Wars movie, for the most part, it, it was there. Um, so that brings my total up to a twenty out of twenty five. Not bad. And what about Dylan? So this is going to be like rolled... a five out of twenty five. <laughs> Four out of five. <laughs> How good. He says, surprisingly, I do like this movie. Where it's, where it's strong, it shines, and where it's weak, it tries to make up for, but sadly, it doesn't always deliver. This movie brought back some of my faves while also paving the way for some new stories. I'll be interested to see what happens to that Kylo Ren fella. 17.75 <laughs> out of 25 Oof. overall. That is the lowest score any of these movies have. Now, granted, Kevin and I were the only ones doing it for like eight of the movies, but yeah, that is the lowest score we have ever seen on Records of the Republic for any of the Star Wars movies. Dylan hates the movie. Dylan didn't get invited to see it. I'm telling you, that. Can't wait to it. see what his next two scores are going to be. <laughs> well, we didn't get to go see those in theaters, so he probably loved them. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, guys. Three-fourths of Records of the Republic absolutely loves The Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's not going to be pretty. Not even my highest of high scores is going to be able to bring, I think, your scores up. No, probably not. <laughs> I think we're just going to cancel each other out. Probably. Break even. All right, let's see. I'm up in the 90s. You're up in the 90s. Okay, perfect. All right, guys. So, unfortunately, Kevin did have to leave us for the night. He has responsibilities or some crap like that. I don't know. Something to do with kids and having a wife. And I mean, I've got kids and have a wife, and I didn't have to. I'm just kidding. Penny, thank you for letting me do this. <laughs> and Jess, also thank you for letting Kevin do this. Um, so you guys are stuck with me and Alex for the rest of the episode. We don't have too much more to cover. Um, we did get a voicemail from RFB, and I did want to play that because he talks a little bit about his experience with The Force Awakens and why it is special to him and, and his family specifically. So I'm going to go ahead and get that pulled up here. Give me just a second. RFB. All right. You know, for the listening audience, before you hit play, um, I guess we should let them know. So overall, our average score was 19.8 as a team out of 25 for this film, which boils down across the five categories for a 3.96. We'll round up to 4.0, a 4.0 out of five across all categories uh, for the Force Awakens. No, you can't. You can't round up to a 4.0 because that would us up to a 20 out of 25 man and that's just not accurate oh you're right All dylan right. killed 3, us 3.96 <laughs> dylan's really salty with us man all right. all right rfb right. got rfb here hey oh boys rfb the records of republic bringing back the opinion series Again, now we're stepping into The Force Awakens. This one has a special place for me. This was December 18th, 2015. And I didn't get to go on opening night. Don't rightly recall if that was a Thursday or a Friday. 
nine years ago. Wow. I want to say this was a, the Saturday, the first Saturday after opening opening day. Because it's the first Star Wars film that I got to take my girls, Abigail and Alexandria, my mm-hmm. middle girl, my youngest girl, to go see the last time they were in a theater with me for Star Wars was Revenge of the Sith, 2005. Alexandria weren't even born yet. She was born the next year. Mm. Abigail was born in 2002. Mm. So it meant a great deal to me that it was on a weekend that I had had them because it was years after that me and their mom split up. So to have them in their teen years with their thoughts and opinions, one sitting on one side of me, the other one sitting on the other side of me, and that's how we went through the entire sequel trilogy and Rogue One and Solo. Yeah, that that meant a lot. We, I made sure to, to get the, the teaser that was put out months and months and months and months before nearly a year before was around Thanksgiving, Black Friday, I want to say. And then sitting on that and taking it apart, used a little thing that used to be found on the webs called Freemake that, that rip videos with audio off of YouTube. And then you could just kind of have the, the file for yourself. And yeah, and then getting this, the soundtrack and then they were digging up sheet music because both of my girls are musicians. They're flutists. Abigail, up until, well, she graduated high school going three years ago, I used to have live music here with me all the time. Mm. So constantly getting to hear Ray's theme, which they adored, and so many other March of the Resistance, so many neat things, Yeah. TFA holds a special place for me. And as far as opinions on it, I know some folks says that it's a sort of retelling of a new hope. To me, my opinion, history is known to repeat itself, and it can repeat itself in certain shape, fashion, and form in a galaxy far, far away. That's what I got. Looking forward to... I'm likely the only one sending in a voicemail, which I weren't. <laughs> but yeah, looking yeah, forward to the too. opinions, boys. Have them in my playlist and share them out. May the force be with all of you. Long live the Empire. I'm gonna start cutting that last part out. Every yeah. every time he sends in a voicemail. I'm just gonna I'm gonna pause it right before he says Long Live the Empire. And see if yeah. I get a comment from him. <laughs> May the force be with you as well, RFE. You know, I feel like I'm yeah, just that's the, right. I'm the extended live voicemail. This would be a voicemail <laughs> for me. I would just be sending these in as well if you um, hadn't got me on here. Um, I re- I love his points. You know, mm-hmm. we you and I haven't had this discussion yet, but one of the episodes Kevin and I recorded together. Um, I think we focused about 10 or 15 minutes on where we were in our lives as each of the sequels, well, in the anthology film. So it was all the, the five Disney films came out. Um, 
and sometimes like when I think about these, these movies, it's like, I have to think about them in the moment and then flash back to when I first saw them. Um, and then kind of forget everything that comes afterwards and, you know, really challenge myself to think, what was I thinking when I left that seat, when I walked out into the parking lot, when I was driving home, um so sure. yeah rfb like thank you for sending that in it's always great to hear your voice great to hear your insights um it's always and, really cool and to, like sh- sharing that special moment with us like that's really cool opening up like i had a conversation i think i mentioned this earlier in the pod but i had a conversation with him uh about a week ago it was on sunday and the conversation lasted almost two hours And it was, it was an awesome conversation. It was talking about like personal stuff in our lives. It was talking about, you know, how it related to star Wars or how star Wars related to what was going on. Um, you know, talking about family, our connections, people we know, like he was giving me recommendations of people to kind of hit up and talk to stuff like that. Super, super awesome. But when you, whenever anyone like not only gives their opinion, but opens up about like why, you know a certain subject or a certain piece of star wars is so special to them emotionally like that's a big deal you know so that that was really cool rfb if you would like to have other people uh emailing us voicemails i would very much love if you would help us recruit some folks um that would definitely definitely help we we always look forward to getting your voicemail though um so definitely keep sending them in but uh, yeah, yeah, super awesome that he did that, and and you know, it's cool to hear that other people. I mean, obviously, other people are going to have those kinds of experiences um, that that mean something. And this is this is why such Star Wars is just it's so special to so many people. You know, for me and Kevin, it was kind of the the blossoming of our Star Wars friendship. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of people have different experiences with that, whether it be with family, friends, that sort of thing. Um, So it really, really, really cool. Um, I have that experience, ironically, with family in Arizona and The Last Jedi. Despite my personal feelings about The Last Jedi, I've got some really good memories going to see the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll get into that next week, obviously, when we cover The Last Jedi. But... Yeah, so that that's kind of the Force Awakens in in our eyes. Um, we were originally going to cover Bad Batch season one, but I think because I'm running out of time, we're going to talk just a little bit about what we're going to be doing for a game and prize. Um, we, in honor of Bad Batch season three, the final season we will get of Bad Batch, uh, we are going to do Bad Batch Bingo. Which, if any of you guys have been listening to us since we started, we last year did Mando Bingo, um, and it was fun. We had a blast. Uh, Kevin will not. He's made it clear he will not do any wagers with me anymore, um, which is kind of a bummer. But Alex, I feel like maybe maybe you and I can do a wager. Yeah, we might have to uh, sneak a Funko Pop wager in there, a little something. Yeah, just something. Something, something I think would be fun. fun. But we are going to do Bad Batch Bingo. Essentially, here are the rules. You have until, let's see, what was the date that I had set? I'm going to say you have until, it comes out on Wednesday the 21st, right? Yes, it does. Yep, three episode okay. premiere. So, I would like to see all of your bingo cards in by the 19th, uh, by midnight on the 19th, which means... Uh, Monday night going into Tuesday morning is what I'm saying. So I guess technically 12 a.m. Tuesday morning on the 20th 
It needs to be in no later than 11.59 p.m. Um, the rules are it has to be a 5x5 five five bingo sheet. The middle space is a free space, so you don't have to have a, a prediction or answer. You have to have seven unique different answers or predictions uh, for for the squares to fill out the squares with. And that means you can do as many as 24 different predictions if you would like to do that. Um, you can do as many or as little as seven and reuse them in certain areas. But the only thing with that is you cannot have a bingo, which means a diagonal, a vertical, or a horizontal bingo with the same answer listed twice in that bingo. So you got to be careful on, you know, if you do the exact minimum of seven, then you have to be careful with how you place those answers. Um, But minimum of seven, maximum of, you know, however many you want to do, and you can reuse them if you would like. Just make sure none of the potential bingo uh, rows, columns, or diagonals have the same answer twice. And then the only other rule is that it can't be something you can't, predict something that was shown on the uh the trailer so you can't say something like fee returns for season three because we've seen fee we know she does but you could say something like sid returns for season three it can be as vague or specific as you want you could say tech returns tech's alive um you could say tech is the you know mysterious black clone trooper you know, it, it's up to you, however you want to do it. Um, but just make sure it's not something we've already seen confirmed in the trailer. And what we will do once we get these bingo sheets in is we'll go ahead and watch the trailer ourselves and just make sure all the answers match up, all the rules have been followed. Um, we will be posting this week a bingo sheet on our uh, Twitter page. And if you guys want a copy, we can also email it to you from recordsoftherepublic at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out to us via email and ask for one, and we'll forward it to you. But I feel like this is going to be fun. We've got uh, a cool prize. I think we're going to maybe do two prizes. I know um, Alex has put a prize in, and that prize is going to be emotionally connected to the show, and I think it's a good one. I think it's fitting. Um, And I'm going to try and come up with a good Bad Batch-related prize as well. Um, So we will have the the opportunity for two potential winners. Now, Alex, for our personal stakes in this, I, what, what Kevin and I did for Mando Bingo was the loser had to pick something Star Wars related to give to the other person. It could have been a Funko, could have been a Black Series, could have been. So what Kevin ended up sending me, he sent me this really cool Star Wars music box, um, which I love. It drives my wife nuts, and I love it. Mm-hmm. it. It's beautiful. It's got the little ding, 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 you know, chimes in it. It's wonderful. It's it's super cool. And then he sent me a Grogu ornament that I actually don't hang on the tree. I've got it sitting around my work truck mirror. So that is my Star Wars item that I keep in my work truck. Um, so that's what he had picked out for me. Those are the stakes that we had is the, right. the loser had to pick something out, pick out Star Wars-related gift or gifts, for the winner. There was no monetary limit. There was no, you know, minimum has to be like $5. We're not, we're picking something out specifically for the other person. So for you, I'm probably going to pick out a book if you win. 
right, all right. I you like know? this. I that, like this. That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. But since Kevin won't do the stakes with me, I always like putting something personal on this. And so I figured I would challenge you to see if you can beat me in Bad Batch Bingo. I like this. Challenge accepted. Okay. All right. We're doing this. So it's going to be fun. Mando Bingo was a lot of fun. We didn't have uh, a horribly large amount of people doing it with us. Um, but the people that did do it, it, it was fun. Like we kept track each week of, of who got something, who didn't, you know, what might have been missed, um, stuff like that. And it, it ended up being a lot of fun. So we're going to do it again this year. Um, yeah. And also to Detention Block, I know I owe you a Mando figure. And I just reminded myself of that. So uh, I will be reaching out to you guys shortly to uh, get a mailing address for you so I can get that sent out to you. Because um, I totally forgot about that. We got very busy with life at that point in time. Um, but we will be on top of it. So there will be prizes. It's going to be fun. Send us some some awesome predictions. I don't care how wild it is. You could say Keller and Beck is going to show up. I mean, how dope would that be if that came true? I don't care how wild it is. Just make sure it doesn't conflict with the trailer. We didn't, you know, make sure it's not something that we haven't already seen. Yeah, no, um, no Asaz Ventress, you know, returns. No, yeah. <laughs> we'll see another yellow lightsaber. No, no. yeah. Now, no, you, could say, you could say something like Asaj Ventress is only shown in a flashback scene. Because we have no confirmation as to the specifics around mm-hmm. her return. So, you know, you, you I'll let you kind of play with the flexibility there. And if you're not sure about an answer, just ask. Ask us if we'll count it, if it's acceptable. I, I We're probably going to be pretty lenient with it. So just no stupid stuff like Wrecker Returns for Bad Batch Season 3. Yeah, uh, okay, I think yeah. Dylan's going to be trying to um, test the leniency. <laughs> he very well might. But so, yeah, this will be fun. I think this is a a fun way to engage with you guys and and play some games with you and just stay connected and and get the hype up each each episode release each week. Uh, Let's see. Do we have anything else? Uh, We do. I forgot. Bit of sad news that we we definitely wanted to make sure we covered. Um, February 2nd, 2024. Carl Weathers was confirmed to have passed away. Um, we, we wanted to make sure we included that in, in our episode. Um, for those of you who may not know the actor's name, you probably recognize his character in the Mandalorian grief Karga, or as he would probably correct me on high magistrate grief Mm -hmm. Karga. Um, fantastic character. It was a character that I kind of slept on at first. I'm going to admit, um, for season one of Mandalorian, he wasn't very interesting to me until you get to like the final episode or two. But on the other two seasons, when we see him, I, I, I found I've got this reoccurring love or appreciation for the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I've loved him in everything else he's been in. I mean, the Rocky movies as Apollo Creed, that's a legendary role. People people know who he is from that. Um he played in uh what is it happy gilmore what was the what was the character's name that he played in happy gilmore chips chubs 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 yes <laughs> yes fantastic character super funny awesome adam sandler actually did a a wonderful tribute to him as did i don't know if you saw the um 
the Stallone. Uh, no, I heard Stewart, that. But I didn't see it. Man, he he was he was kind of broken up about it, which is understandable. I mean, this guy's been around for a while. He's been very heavily involved in film industry. Sure. Um, and from everything I've heard, he's a, he was just an awesome guy. He he really was a wonderful guy. I'm very disappointed because he was going to be at the the comic convention that I was going to. Uh, or that I am going to in March. Mm-hmm. He was one of the, they've got like six or seven different Mandalorian actors. And it sucks. Cause like, after I saw the news, you know, I was checking my email and everything. And I got an email notification saying, you know, due to the unfortunate passing away of Carl Weathers, we will be refunding anyone who purchased, you know, uh, tickets to get autographs and take pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, that, that it's, there's a little bit of a, a sour, not a sour, but you know, just a, a sad taste in your mouth. You're just like, ah, oh, that, that's really a bummer. You know, I was looking forward to, to seeing him there. And, you know, I know he may not be my favorite character in Star Wars altogether, but someone out there, he may be their very top favorite character, you know, and regardless, he was a fantastic character. Um, so rest in the force, Carl, you will be missed. Um, Man, I hate to say this, but as a Star Wars fan, I feel like we've just had like I I, I think it's just because we're getting older, obviously. But the last decade or so has just sucked seeing like some of these names drop mm-hmm. over the years. You know, it's just I know it's a part of getting older, and it's part of you know growing up, being an adult. Life moves on, but it's definitely sad to see it when it happens, especially when you don't expect it. You know, when someone's in poor health. You kind of expect it, it to come, but to my knowledge, I mean, he was still planning on touring at different comic conventions, you know, I'm sure he had plans to film in, in later seasons of Mandalorian and maybe even the movie. So it was just, you know, yeah, it well, felt very we out of the talking. blue. We just saw that, um, you and I both saw that commercial with Gronk and, mm-hmm. you know, you just said you were going to see him at GalaxyCon. You would have seen him there, you know, yep. just in passing, if nothing else. Um, you know, I think back to 2019 or 2018, maybe, maybe early 2019, but whenever the celebration before the Mandalorian debuted, so effectively this is the celebration before Mando and Rise of Skywalker, but in that celebration, I didn't attend it, but I watched the Mando panel after the fact and for all, you know, the credit that's due with that show since it's premiered and all the seasons since, you know, Carl Weathers gave that show so much more clout, I think, to the mm-hmm. national audience, the international audience, the casual fan audience. Um, you know, Pedro Pascal became the household name after the show debuted. He had the Game of right. Thrones fandom. He had the celebrity um, or he had the the stardom from the films he, he had been in, but he wasn't that you know, household name. He didn't have the Star Wars effect yet. Gina Carano, same as well. She had her fans, but um, she wasn't, you know, to the level of Carl Weathers and few can be at that level. Um, yeah. So it's definitely, you know, it's very um, discouraging to hear that he's passed, very saddening, um, you know, so all condolences to the family and whatnot. And I do, you know, to go off of what you said, um, you know, we lost, of course, um, Shauna Tripsick, the costume designer for Mando and yep. several other shows, projects for Lucasfilm. Um, elsewhere, she passed this summer um, in August, I believe. Um, 
and I, of course, I feel horrible. The name sleep. Uh, uh, the name slipping me right now. Balin's the actor who played Balin. Oh, um, Mark Stevenson. Uh, Ray, Ray Stevenson. Stevenson. Um, Ray yep. Stevenson passing. Then, one, unfortunately, uh, one of our followers on the records account and. Um, someone that I've been chatting with for a couple years now, like via Twitter. So this is um, at Galactic Curator or Kendalactic, as you may see them on um, Twitter. So we were talking and they let me know that an actor from the original trilogy, um, Les Conrad. So he was, you know, one of your actors who he was a stormtrooper. He was a Hoth rebel. He was a Gamorrean guard. Mm, he even okay. was a stand in for Ian McDermott as the emperor. Um, so right. he's one of those guys that you may not know exactly where he is in the scene, but, but more likely than not, he's involved. there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, th- if he was a Gamorrean guard, did he fall in the pit? Was he force choked by Luke? Was he thrown? You know, you know, you saw the gentleman. So we'll share it from the records account um, this evening or this weekend. But he passed about a week ago. Um, So, yeah, as you said, I mean, Star Wars, it's a near 50 year old saga at this point. Um, You know, sometimes I look at the names of the folks we do still have around and, you know, we can't take any of those folks for granted. No, not at all. So. Definitely agree, you know, praying for the families and friends, you know, of who who are going through this loss. It's never easy, um, you know, as we've seen a lot around social media, you know, may you guys rest in the force at peace. Um, Indeed. Now, with that said, I'm trying to think, do we have any other announcements? I think that's it. I think we covered everything that we wanted to cover for tonight. Next week, we will plan on touching on the last Jedi or the last opinion um, and bad batch season one. That'll give me and Kevin an extra, an extra week to try and catch up on actually refreshing our, our minds on, on bad batch. Um, But so we're going to cover that next week. Super excited for that. And then the week after that will be rise of Skywalker and bad batch season two. And then of course, we get Bad Badge Season 3. Three-episode premiere. How awesome is that? I'm excited, man. Y'all reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook now. We do have a Facebook group. It's just simply Records of the Republic. Uh, look us up. Join us. We're going to be doing a lot of commenting and talking back and forth on there. You don't have to be our friends on Facebook. You can be. my. I'm always adding people as friends constantly. Um. But definitely go join us there. Find us on Reddit. Shoot us an email at recordsoftherepublic at gmail.com. And of course, leave us a review. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen to, leave us a review. If you do, we're going to read it out because we are super excited to see that kind of stuff. With that said, as always, may the Force be with you. And remember, this is the way. See you next time.